Until we make the unconscious conscious, it will direct our lives and we'll call it fate. So to me, that speaks to kind of the whole cellular consciousness thing that we don't know what we don't know, but when we make it, when we're aware of it, then we can change it. My Seven Chakras, episode 356. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras, and now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My 7 Chakras, my7chakras.com, where you get to uh, experience more healing, more awakening, and more abundance through what we share with you. In today's episode, we're going to explore many topics, including healing cellular consciousness and how to really transform your life, especially in 2020. So you're definitely going to enjoy this. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button on your device so that you get our latest episodes as we release them in the new year. Uh, And so before we continue, let's listen to an iTunes review that we've recently received from Anna in Toronto. All right. This is an amazing review. And she says, this podcast really stands out in a positive and insightful way by providing great life coaching tips for those in search of support, awareness, and profound spiritual growth. Well-spoken, intelligent, and with a curious heart, AJ provides insights, quotes, and interviews conducted with spiritual and self-help leaders to ultimately help complement each of our own personal journeys. I like how the podcast encourages new perspectives and good habit-keeping like journaling, journal writing, and meditation. Wanted to say thanks, AJ, for serving as a beacon of light to all our listeners that you have touched. Anna from Toronto. So firstly, thanks, Anna, for writing this wonderful review. Action Tribe, if you want to write your own review as well and give us a shout out and get a shout out as well, then go to my7chakras.com forward slash review. That's my seven is a word, my7chakras.com forward slash review. We'd love to hear back from you. And with that being said, let's bring on our special guest for today, Della reside. So Della is an author and chakra educator who helps people increase self-awareness and shift their mindset so that they can manifest an abundant, vibrant life. She's the founder of Cellular Consciousness Healing and works extensively with people with helping people release what's been holding them back. Della's diverse background includes a BMLT with a degree in microbiology certification as a Brennan integration practitioner and a holistic health coach so if you're still with us it means that you're going to listen (laughs) till the very end and firstly Della welcome to our show thank you are you you ready to inspire I am ready yes (laughs) great and so we always start our show with some inspiration so what is that inspirational quote on your mind today and how do you apply that in your day-to-day life So I came across a quote actually just recently, um, and it's by Carl Jung, Mm -hmm. and it's, until we make the unconscious conscious, it will direct our lives and we'll call it fate. 
So to me, that speaks to kind of the whole cellular consciousness thing that we don't know what we don't know, but Mm -hmm. when we make it, when we're aware of it, then we can change it. So that kind of speaks to the everything I do is that, you know, you have to be aware of something in order to change it. Otherwise, you kind of just go through life. Absolutely. So I love that. I love that quote. It, it, I've not heard that before, but it makes complete oh. sense. Yeah. Um, you know, the fact that sometimes, uh, especially if we are not already on the spiritual path, we feel like life is just drifting, right? Like we're mm-hmm. on this log on the river and just we're being guided. But the truth is that we have the option to bring some consciousness into various aspects of our life and then really channel the power of free will and transform our lives through energy, through that mindset uh, shift. So thanks a lot for bringing that into focus. And if you're watching this live action tribe, make sure that you have, you know that you have the option to add a comment or an observation or some feedback about what's going on right now. All right. Uh, So thanks a lot for sharing that, uh, Della. I love quotes by Carl Jung. Yeah. Uh, Let's get started with how you began on your healing journey. How did it all begin for you? How did I get how did I get into this? Well, I can honestly say as a like as a little kid, mm-hmm. I never really remember um having any abilities, right? If you mm-hmm. want to call them that. Um I was very in tune with nature and with animals, but I never could see things and stuff. And then it all started for me when I was in my late 30s. And um, I had my parents passed away 19 days apart. And I had two little kids and I was in a relationship and we had activities. I worked full time and I had to find ways to help myself. So I started reading everything I could. And I stumbled across these books uh, by Barbara, Dr. Barbara Brennan. And she was a NASA physicist who discovered the human energy field and chakras. And she wrote, the first book I read was uh, Light Emerging. Mm-hmm. And she's also got Hands of Light. More people may be familiar with that. But I read um, Light Emerging and then I realized she had a school. So I, on my personal growth journey right? Looking to help myself. I signed up for one year of school. That's all I was going to do at the time. And six years later, I graduated from the advanced program. But I noticed in about my third year of training Mm -hmm. that I could uh, perceive things, see things that my classmates weren't. And from that point, that's kind of where this whole cellular consciousness thing was born. I never intended to be a healer or to start a practice or anything. I kind of, let's say it's something I kind of grew into as I did the work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's basically how I got into doing what I do today. Got it, got it. That's yeah. a pretty fascinating story. And as many of our listeners might watch, a lot of times things happen in our lives, things that happen out of the blue, completely unexpected, maybe the loss of a loved one, or maybe you lose that job that you had, or maybe you were planning for something to happen, but the universe had some other plans for you. And those things sometimes have a an effect on us that makes us take a decision. In your case, you decided to go into healing school. Uh, so talk to us. So you said that at a certain point, you started, you began to see, perceive, and feel things, right? That you're Yes. 
students or your colleagues were not able to do or or feel. So, w- what was going on at that time in your life? What were you sensing? So, what I what I found it it kind of started for me. Um, we were doing an exercise where we had to connect with we had to partner up and connect with each other's leg, or and we were trying to sink into the thigh down to the bone. So we were trying to go to the level of the bone. Mm-hmm. And uh, then after we were done, we started sharing about what we perceived, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll say saw a lot of times, but I but I mean like perceived with all the senses. Mm-hmm. And so what I was seeing in there was these things that looked like fried eggs. So mm-hmm. they were kind of round and they had a center core like a yolk. And nobody else was seeing this. And uh, anyway, that night I went home and I Googled it. And what Mm -hmm. I actually was seeing, I wasn't at the surface of the bone. I was inside the bone looking at the bone cells or the osteocytes. Mm -hmm. They look like fried eggs. So then from there, I got curious and I started doing this on myself. And started going into my cells. And then when I graduated and started my practice, I started doing it on clients. And then I got into actually teaching clients how to mm. do it. So it's it's kind of been a progression. Nice. So were you tapping into being able to perceive your own uh, cells at, at the cellular level? Yes, yes. And I think mm. the reason um, my brain did that is because like my background in sciences, so my microbiology and immunology is done under a microscope. And then I started taking this training in healing and perceiving the energy field and all of that. Mm. And then I, from there, sorry, I just saw the comment pop up. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So then from there, I think what my brain did is actually put my scientific training and my healer training together and when I perceive it, it's like my brain can zero right in at a cellular level. And I know that may right. sound odd, mm-hmm. um, but that's what I found. Yeah, that's what I found I could do. Oh, that's wonderful. And, uh, you know, it might sound odd, but I think a lot of what we're discovering sounds odd, right? I, agree. I think people <laughs> are discovering and finding abilities about themselves that they never thought was possible. Just the other day, I was doing uh, breath work, like we were talking before this interview. And I'm noticing that the more I do breath work and the more I become mindful of my breathing, the more my sensitivity is increasing. So now it's as if when I do my breathing, it's as if there's an ocean coming into me and then there's an ocean going out of me, you know, and there's this tingling sensation all throughout my body. And it's increasing the more I do breath work. So it's fascinating what's there to unlock within the human psyche the more we, you know, sensitize our energy to that which is around us, so and within I, us. <laughs> I agree, and you know what? It's easy to do, right? You That's know, so uh, especially with the breath work. I mean, you you need no tools. You just yeah, do the breathing, and you can feel the shift mm-hmm. in your field. Got it. Yeah. And Cheryl says hello. Noel says I started my own spiritual path after my brother passed. Also. Thanks a lot for sharing. Um, everyone, if you are watching this live, if you're on YouTube or Facebook, know that you have the option to add a add a comment below and, and we'll feature your comment on the screen like so. Uh, so Della, talk to us about what is uh, cellular consciousness? What exactly is that? So cellular consciousness is a, a term 
basically that I use to describe um, what it is, is like a collection or mm. a conglomeration of uh, emotions, traumas, past experiences that we hold in our bodies, in our energy fields mm -hmm. that we may or may not be cognitively aware of. Usually okay. we're not cogni cognitively aware of it. So this kind of conglomeration is the, what I call the cellular consciousness. Got it. And, and also diving deeper, you've written that, you know, sometimes, especially during a traumatic uh, experience or something that happens in our lives, mm -hmm. unprocessed emotions get stuck in our energetic field, right? So yes. can you walk, walk us through how this process happens? How it works. Well, how, yeah. how, it, how it happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the way I describe it is uh, as we go through life, we have experiences. We all mm -hmm. do, right? Yeah. Some are more traumatic than others. And what maybe is traumatic for me is not traumatic to you, AJ, mm -hmm. or what's traumatic to you may not be. So it's very yeah. individual, right? Yeah. So let's say something happens to you when you're three years old mm. and you don't know how to release those emotions. You don't know how to talk about it. You may not even know what you're feeling. It may not be even safe to do so. Right. So you bottle it up. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? So I, I kind of, you know, you bottle those feelings up. So then let's say something happens when you're nine years old. Mm -hmm. And again, you don't know how to deal with it. You don't know how to process the emotions. So you also bottle that up. And over time, what we do is this energy actually gets stuck in our bodies. Mm. It could get stuck in our chakras or in our energetic field. Mm. And if it gets stuck, let's say this energy gets stuck in your solar plexus chakra, mm -hmm. you know, it could affect your self-confidence and how you put yourself out there in the world. So mm. it's this un unprocessed or this emotion or trauma that you've never released that gets mm. stuck in your system does God. that does that answer your question yeah oh yeah so that's kind of how it gets stuck got it got it it totally makes sense because uh yeah. you know from the standpoint of uh, personal development or awakening like they say life is like an onion right it and is so you go layer by layer unfolding and discovering your true self and sometimes you cry Exactly. And that's that's how I describe it as you're releasing it. Mm. It is like you're taking the layers off the onion. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Got it. So thanks a lot for sharing that with us. Now to someone who has strained their senses to be able to see subtle energy, what does stuck energy look like? Like, like what do you see when you're maybe working on somebody or when you notice this pattern that a person might not consciously even be aware of, but that has been collected over years and years of trauma or maybe negative experiences or emotions? Is how, well, I think you can, you can maybe see it, but yeah. I think you almost have to perceive it with all of your senses. Right. So if you're, uh, let's say someone is trying to do this or see in their, their own body. Yeah. Um, Sometimes with your hand, you can literally like run it up and down your body. And if you feel any areas where there's, um, you know, a change in temperature, maybe a change in like you can feel 
where it's stuck, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people are actually able to see or perceive it, and it'll look kind of like a cloudy, Mm -hmm. darker colored area in the body. So it depends on, I guess, what people's, um, you know, what their, and I don't want to say abilities, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it depends on their bend, like how they perceive things, how they're going to pick it up either in themselves or others. Got it, got it. Thanks a lot for sharing. And it's it's worthwhile to note, like you've sort of alluded to, that depending on where you are in your life, you might have, you know, different abilities. Uh, Some people can sense things, some people can feel things, some people can hear it, and some people can just can just see, right? Like that mucky sort of dark brownish energy that might be around themselves or or somebody else. But Mm -hmm. we're all unique and uh, we've all been to different places in our lives. And so we might have different abilities or different gifts that we have sort of tapped into. Uh, but uh, Della, what's the relationship between cellular consciousness and the state or the health of our chakras? So, well, as I said before, like these stuck emotions or traumas and stuff, if you're holding them or if they're stuck in one of yeah. your chakras, what they'll do is actually block the energy of your chakra Mm-hmm. and affect its expression in your life. Mm-hmm. So as I said, if you have this energy stuck that I was talking about before in your solar plexus chakra, right? Yep. Which is, as you know, where it is, yeah. So what it'll do is it'll actually impact your ability to put yourself out there in the world. It'll impact your self-confidence, your self-care, your boundaries, Mm-hmm. So all of the qualities associated with the chakra it's blocking right. will be impacted, you know, and if it's in your heart, yeah, then it'll impact, you know, your relationships will be impacted. So it depends which chakra it's mm-hmm. stuck in, what area or what uh, uh, part of your life will be affected. Got it, got it. And uh, there's also this thing called chakra damage, right? Could you walk us through or talk yes. to us about what is chakra damage? Why does it happen and what are the implications of it? So chakra damage, I don't know if you can see behind me. Um, when I mm-hmm. when I work, I see, so I draw, right? Mm-hmm. So these are pictures of um, damaged chakras. So okay. when, when this energy gets stuck or let's mm-hmm. say uh, trauma, mm-hmm. um, what can happen is, is the actual side of the chakra can tear or rip. Mm-hmm. And um, if that's the case, it really needs to be repaired. Or like I like to think it almost is like you have to re-sew it back Mm -hmm. into place. And a damaged chakra, like damaged that way, uh, let's say a structural damage, as opposed to energy being stuck in it, you'll exhibit the same characteristics. Like you'll have the same uh, lack of ability or lack of self-confidence and stuff. So whether it's energy stuck in there or chakra damage, you're mm-hmm. going to have the same um, um, expression, I guess, of the chakra. Got it. So it could be either or, right? Uh, yes, it could be either or. Damage, and you might not have stuck energy, particularly stuck in that chakra, or you might, or it might not be a chakra damage, but you just might have chakra uh, or a stuck energy that is not able to flow and move properly through that chakra. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. So uh, I'm sure 
you know, many of our listeners have this thing in their mind is how do you train your vision to be able to perceive subtle energy? I know it might take a lot of time to be able to train train your perception, but w- what is that advice that you can give for somebody who might be on that path and want wants to take a few steps in that direction? Sure. So one of the first exercises, I guess, I learned is you actually take your hands and put mm-hmm. them, um, you know, about an inch apart. Yep. And then here, I'll move your, my hands up here. And then you start slowly moving them back and forth. And it's best if you do this maybe against a dark background, like a dark wall or something. Mm-hmm. And you do it very slowly and you s- start to focus on like the, I guess, the energy in between your fingers. Mm-hmm. So you may feel it, but over time, you can actually begin to see like the little threads of energy between your fingers. Mm -hmm. And like I said, if you do it against a darker background Mm -hmm. and just practice and take your time. And that's kind of how, yeah, one of the first exercises I use to start actually seeing it. Action Tribe, if you're looking for a podcast that explores spirituality through some of the most popular songs of the past, then I have a recommendation for you, The Secret Chord by Ish New York. Every week, they feature a different artist and extract profound insights into the nature of existence through the lyrics and their work. Whether it's The Logical Song by Supertramp, Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen, or Let It Be by Paul McCartney, if you love to explore the universe through music, then you will love their podcast. Listen to The Secret Podcast today by searching for H New York on Apple Podcasts, A-I-S-H New York, or by googling The Secret Chord with Adam Jacobs. Yeah, yeah. I love this technique, the energy ball technique. That's how I sort of uh, was able to activate my subtle energy for the first time as well. And I totally see your point about being in darkness. Uh, You know, there's something pretty amazing about our subtle energies being more active or being able to perceive subtle energies better when it's dark. Uh, I think it has to do with the pineal gland, right? Uh, And the fact that the pineal gland sort of regulates our sleep and wake cycles and it secreting this substance called I, I might be wrong over here but I think it's I think it it, it secretes melanin right uh, Mel- melatonin melatonin sorry melatonin and and that sort of uh, tells the body whether it's daylight or or night and they also have these cave sessions or these cave retreats where you're in darkness for pretty much a day or two or oh. maybe more than that. Yeah. Uh, and so that sort of helps you stimulate your third eye, thereby increasing your perceived perception of, of subtle energy. Have you heard of them? No, but that would be cool. Yeah. The, they have these caves, uh, cave retreats or these dark room retreats uh, a lot of times in, in, in Thailand or some exotic okay. location. But uh, I want to go to one of those. Uh, I want, I'm just fascinated to see... I'm in darkness for three days straight. How is that going to affect my my perception? But, yeah. Well, and you know, it would it would actually because you uh, decrease your visual ability to perceive, but your uh, other senses would probably be heightened. Oh yeah, absolutely. So that would be pretty cool to yeah to see how heightened your other senses would be because you you couldn't see. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was just thinking about it last night. It's so fascinating. But I was thinking about it last night, the fact that since the industrial age, we've had access to light whenever we want, right? So light, we have access to coffee, which is sort of stimulating our mind so much and access to books. So we get to read so much. But is it enough time to sort of have an impact on our eyes from an evolutionary standpoint? Maybe it's too less of a time, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Uh, and one thing to go back to that too, with the, yeah. with about the, the seeing or the per, the visual perception, yeah. is that I, uh, you know, I think people have to realize there's not one right way mm. to see. Yeah. Right. Like trust what they get or perceive. You know, it mm. may not be what you've heard or what other people tell you, but yeah, it's very real. Right. So oh, yeah. they to, they should trust that. Oh, absolutely. The more I get into this, the more I'm realizing that uh, there is no defined reality. We, we each are creating our own versions of reality as we speak. And our current reality is based on impressions and emotions and thoughts and feelings that we've had from the past. So yes. what is reality then, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So uh, amazing. So thanks a lot for sharing all of this so far. Uh, so let's talk about abundance now. Because okay. abundance is connected to energy and like we're you know talking right now our reality is literally defined by impressions or thoughts or emotions that we've felt uh, in the past a lot of times unconsciously but how is cellular consciousness connected to abundance and what what's really preventing us from attracting you know whatever we want whether it's financial prosperity or more abundance more opportunities into our life well i think when you have uh like the emotions or the blockages in your energy field or in your chakras, mm -hmm. it, it literally just prevents the flow, yeah. right? Yeah. So you are holding yourself back in ways uh, where you maybe want to move forward, right? And you're, you're blocking that subconsciously. Oops. Oh, there. Oh. It paused for <laughs> yeah. a second. Yeah, yeah, reason. I see that. I, saw that, I don't yeah. know. If, did you hear that? Did you hear what I said? I saw, I heard it, but maybe okay. I'm not sure if it sort of translated to our listeners. So maybe you, if you okay. can say that again. Yeah. yeah, I was just I was just saying that you know if you have the blockages in your system, regardless of where they are, mm -hmm. um, you know it's going to impede the flow of you um, maybe moving forward in life and even seeking out abundance. You mm. know because you could be afraid to do it, or um, and when you have flow in your life. Mm. And uh, sorry, when you have flow, then you can attract that abundance and attract the life you want to live, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. That totally makes sense. I mean, if we want something and if we hold that in our mind, that's not complete. If your energies are not able to flow through your body, if you don't feel vibrant, if you don't feel really charged up and energized on a daily basis, then in some way or form, you're stopping yourself yes from reaching that new dimension that will help you or to be that person that you need to be right so right, like exactly this, there's this quote that says that if you need to attract that thing into your life then this current version of you or this current vibrational version of you will not do that right you need to you need to shift that vibration Does to that attract what you want yeah yeah it's yeah, kind yeah. of that you have to give off the energy that you want to attract right Right, right, exactly. So you have to increase your flow and vibration in order to attract that flow and vibration. 
It totally makes sense. And Noel says, I agree that everyone has their own energetic language. I feel tingle and I see floating colors. I'm still learning. Great topic. Oh, yeah. Great topic. Don't feel, you know what? I'm still learning, too. <laughs> I, I think it's it's a lifelong process, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so uh, Della, for a moment, let's talk about manifestation. Now. Yes. Uh, the process of manifestation. Obviously, there's so much talk about it, but I feel a lot of it is just, uh, you know, not touching the essence, right? So what is one mistake that you see people making when it comes to really co-creating their new reality and manifesting their 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 uh, their desires or their visions? I would say, um, hmm, well, there's a couple. There's a few things. So sure. ma- manifestation, the way that I kind of see it is, mm-hmm. um, you know, you it, it comes down through the chakras and you have, yeah. you know, the idea and then you do the planning and you start talking about it. You feel into it and then it manifests, you know, into physical form or reality. So, again, if you have any blockages or any lack of flow mm-hmm. in your body, It's Mm going to impede that materialization or manifestation in your life. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of, it it goes back to the same thing. You know, you have to, um, and that's when I, when I talk about releasing what's holding you back, that's what it is because it's these, these things that are stuck in you, um, you know, that you're unconsciously holding on to that are preventing you from manifesting. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think that's really useful. You know, there's things that you need to do or routines that you need to have maybe on a daily basis that will allow the stuck energy, whatever that you might have collected unconsciously through conversations, interactions or places that you've been to, but allowing them to flow, that's going to help. So what can a person listening right now do on a daily basis to ensure that their energy is protected and they're free from stagnation and the energy is flowing properly? So that, you know, they feel vibrant. They feel vibrant. like they've already achieved what they need to, right? So what is that one routine that you would recommend? Uh, one, just one. <laughs> well, there's, there's, I mean, I dabble in a lot of things. But yeah. one thing I would say, um, I find really that'll help them like clear out, let's say, uh, stuff in their energy field uh, mm-hmm. is smudging. smudging. Smudging really works good for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Epsom salts, I find the charge of salts or if they live somewhere where they can go to a salt room. Yeah. But I guess that's not practical. You're asking for something they can do every day. Um, yeah. I find, uh, and just sharing from my own experience, I find that part of the, the process of, of that is gaining the self-awareness Mm-hmm. And journaling is a really good one. Every morning mm-hmm. I write out uh, my dreams and yeah. I do journaling and I have for years. And that really will help them connect with themselves and start paying attention. And it doesn't matter what they write about. They mm-hmm. can be total gibberish and just yeah. start journaling about their thoughts and their feelings and getting some of that flow going. Wonderful. That's that's great. I love the smudging. I love the journaling. So smudging, I've not really gotten into smudging, but if oh, I no. were to start, yeah, oh. for some reason, I, I, I do essential oils. I have essential yes. oils. Yes. Uh, but I want to get into smudging. So for a newbie smudger. Yes. That's a word. <laughs> newbie smudger, yeah. Newbie smudger. <laughs> what, what, what do I start with? 
So what I would say is um, you can go to any, almost any of the alternative stores and buy yourself some sage and a little, a little container. You can use something you've got at home, probably glass. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to try and get some sage and some sweet grass and there's different varieties. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you just light it. And if you're clearing yourself, yeah. Um, you know, you you waft it over your head and down the front of your body, under your feet and up your body. Mm-hmm. If you're clearing like your room, then make sure that you kind of waft the smoke into the corners. And what you do with the sage is the sage will actually cleanse the kind of heavier energies out. Mm-hmm. And then you want to light the sweet grass because the sweet grass, what it does is actually nourishes and kind of fills it back up with positive energy. So there's kind of two steps. You're going to clear it out and then you're going to refill it. Yeah. Got it. So there you go, Action Tribe. There are two things going on, not just one. One is the cleansing, which the sage does. But then there's the replenishing also, which the sweet grass does. Yes. uh, Which completes the process. That that makes sense. Yeah. And And you can, like if you come home and your, your space or your room is really like stagnant and stale, mm-hmm. you know, open the windows and do some, some smudging. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing what the difference it'll make. Even if you can't sleep at night, try mm-hmm. smudging your bedroom and see how, if it makes a difference. Yeah. So there you go, Action Tribe. And I've got another tip for our listeners in terms of what I'm doing these days. But these days, you know, through my, through my uh, studies, I've discovered that uh, the, Half an hour or 45 minutes before going to sleep and half an hour, 45 minutes after waking up, those are sort of the most important times to be able to impress upon our subconscious mind. Right? And so what you do during those two phases will really de- de- determine your, uh, your, your reality. Uh, and so what I'm consciously doing these days is before sleeping, I'm, I'm reaffirming the reality that I want to be fulfilled. Right? I'm, I'm living as if my wishes have already been fulfilled and just thanking the universe that these things are already there in my life. So before going to sleep and after waking up and I'm, I'm, I'm you know, like they say, right, the subconscious uh, mind does not like to be hurried, just persuaded. And so I'm doing this every morning and evening and I'm noticing a shift. So, nice. Yeah. That's, yeah, a yeah. Really, that's a really good tip. Yeah. yeah it's, like you're plant, it's like you're planting the seed. Yeah. Of what you want to manifest. Oh, absolutely. And I've, I've yeah. discovered for some reason, have you heard of Neville Goddard? No. Well, Neville Goddard was, uh, was the original law of attraction person. Okay. And he, and he wrote these things in 1951 and 1960, right? So he was before all of these other, you know, documentaries or, or books came out. And a lot of his stuff is filled with references from the Bible. But he saw the Bible in a, in a completely different light. If you read some of his works. Okay. And it's crazy how I never came across Neville Goddard before this. But what he says is, you got to be so confident in your new reality that even though the reality around you does not match that, you need to live in your wishes fulfilled, right? And I feel a lot of the other authors drew upon, you know, and use the same terminology, what he was saying. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's really amazing. And does, what I does do he have is, any books? Uh, he has a lot of books, actually. He's written okay. numerous books. And one of his books is, I think it's Wishes Fulfilled, but I might be wrong because okay. Wayne, Dr. Wayne Dyer also had written something similar. Okay. But what has happened over the years is a lot of people have 
taken his books and I've read out his books into audiobooks and they've sort of made content around what he teaches and I might do an episode also on on Neville Goddard but you know his 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 work is has been really profound in my really understanding what manifestation is and and law of attraction as compared to what I what I thought it was yeah. interesting yeah yeah sounds, yeah sounds very interesting yeah preeti says wonderful tips thanks a lot preeti so dela you know i think you've alluded to this earlier on in our conversation but our body is always trying to communicate with us right trying to send us messages in terms of uh, what it needs and what we need going forward so what are some ways in which we can sort of individually uncover the messages that our body might might be trying to share with us well i would say um i don't know if if people are into meditating they're probably yeah. more familiar with that mm-hmm. um but if you're I would say that people have to find that quiet within themselves and find that space and then really kind of pay attention to where your physical body feels uncomfortable, Mm. right? You know, where do you feel sore or stiff or stuck? Because usually um, if you're feeling stuck in an area, like physically, energetically, you're stuck in that area too. Mm. So it's... Gaining that self-awareness to really start tuning in to that and paying attention and listening to what your body is trying to tell you. Because so many of us are so busy, mm. you know, that we don't even take the time to, to stop and breathe, you know, and pay attention to our own physical bodies. Right. So that's a great advice. Body scan, right? Just yes. meditate and feel into your body. And don't ignore the messages that your body is trying to tell you because there's a message behind it. Uh, and, and let's talk about the phenomena of cellular memory now because I think right. you've written about that as well. Yes. Have you found evidence that our body, our organs, our, our limbs, our skin might actually be storing memories from our past or even our childhood or previous lives? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Mm. So cellular memory is um, the ability of our bodies, uh, mm-hmm. I believe it, the way they define it, it's um, it's actually our organs of our bodies are able to store memories as opposed to only our brains. So that's how they define cellular memory. Mm-hmm. But what I've found is the memories that I've been talking about, these emotions and all of that. So these memories can actually be stored in your chakras, or they can just be stored in your energy field. And, and for example, if um, like I've uh, worked with people who've experienced grief, right? Mm. And the grief shows up kind of almost in the energy field. So it's not really in the physical body, but it's like in the emotional body, if that makes sense. Mm. So these, the memories can be stored in more than one place other than in the actual organs of the body. Right. Right. That makes sense. I yeah. mean, so there are multi- different departments, <laughs> different yeah. drawers that uh, the memory can be stored um, relating to the experience. So if it's a trauma and it might be in the emotional body, and in some cases it might be even in our physical body, but that's, that's intriguing. <laughs> yeah. And they're usually interwoven, you know, like, and like none of these, like our physical body and our emotional body and our chakras are not 
as you know, they're not separate, right? Not they're separate, all yeah. they're all together. So these yeah. memories can be just in this whole thing that we call us. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. and having said that, Preeti has an observation, and what she says is during meditation, I feel stuck behind my neck. What may be the message? Do you have any thoughts on that? Because I've I've definitely got a thought, but you can Yeah, me too. Um <laughs> well um the 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 neck or the throat chakra is related to speaking your truth and speaking up for yourself or communication. So I would say that it might be some kind of uh energy stuck in that area. I don't know if you'd agree with that, AJ, because I know you mm -hmm. are a man of the chakras. Oh no, I could totally agree with you. And what I would like to add is because it's at the back, maybe it's the back chakra. And usually the back chakra has to do with deep psyche stuff, right? Or uh, stuff from your childhood or even your past life. There could be an instance maybe in your childhood where you wanted to really express yourself or somebody did not let you speak, did not maybe literally or maybe uh, indirectly did not let you express what was truly in your in your mind. Maybe that's caused a stuck stagnation. Yep. I agree. Past lives are fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I really want to dive more into my past life. There was one time when I did a meditation. It was a past life regression group meditation. Yeah. Where I, in my in my previous life, or at least one of my previous lives, I just imagined like I was responsible or I was a leader that was helping a village or maybe a town evacuate, sort of escape. Maybe there was like oh. a, there was an army that was going to attack that village or but what I could see was that they were carrying torches and they were like sort of running away. And the next thing I remember was I was as, I was transformed into an eagle or maybe I could see like an eagle down yeah. into the jungle, into the canopy. I don't, I'm not sure if that those two things are related, but that's what I, I remember. What about you? Do, you, do you? do you remember your past life? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have... Uh... I was recently at a past life workshop with okay. Brian Weiss. Okay. Um, yeah, I've had, well, I've had several, but this, the yeah. last one I kind of have dipped my toes in, which I, I want to go back and explore more is uh, yeah. I could see I was somewhere in Egypt. Yeah. Um, I could see that I had two great big um, like dogs or something guarding me. Mm -hmm. And I could see that, you know, I had these strapped sandals on in the sand and stuff. And I was some mm -hmm. kind of a, I don't know, um, I want to say like a priestess or something, but that's about all I dipped into. And I'd like to go back there. But I've had very uh, other past life experiences that have been, you know, in one life, um, I was um, in love with like rocks and crystals, right. you know, and. And uh, I am now in this lifetime too. So it's funny how we can carry stuff over, right? Yeah. And since we were on this topic and, and you went to the workshop with uh, Dr. Dr. Wise, uh, what are your thoughts on the people that come into our life? Uh, whether it's our soulmate or in some instances, people come and go. Is this like, did they come for a reason? Do they have a message for us? Are they here to teach us a lesson or two? What are your thoughts on that? I would think, um, I would say that they've come um, with, uh, not messages, but I can't even think of what I'm trying to say, but they come almost as a way for us to help live out our journey of our lives. Mm -hmm. So people that come and go, 
there's a reason behind it. So we've obviously had something to learn. So I guess to go back to your question, they come with messages for us. Right. You know, and it's kind of like this, yeah, this big play that they go in and out. Because I know in some of my past life uh, regressions, mm-hmm. uh, I've recognized people that are in, you know, currently in my life. So, right. you know, they, they show up again and again, ah. which I think you've, you know, you've probably experienced that too. I'm beginning to learn that. But then when somebody comes into your life multiple times, is it that you love them so much or is it because you just not learned the lesson in the previous life? Does that make no. sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. And from what, I'm, what I've read mm. is that the lesson will keep appearing until you learn it. So that's very possible, right? That's very possible. Yeah. Got it. Got it. It's fascinating how, you, how when you get into the topic of spirituality and awakening, you don't see negative and positive a lot. I mean, even the people who are bad to you, in some way or form, they're here to teach you. Does that make sense? I mean, I know it's, it's, so, hard to, it's so hard to digest, but if you look at Hindu tradition, right? There was, have you heard of Ramayana? No, I haven't. Well, uh, that's one of the largest epics in India. Okay. But basically, the villain in that story mm-hmm. is, is Ravana. And he's the villain. And he's bad. And he's evil. And he captures Ravana's wife and kidnaps her. But if you look at the grand scheme of his ent- all his lifetimes, only in that lifetime did he play an, a villainous role. Uh, but in his previous lifetimes, he in fact was very noble and very kind and very benevolent. But he made a mistake apparently in one of those lifetimes for which he had to come to this physical plane and play a negative role to learn a lesson. And then in his next lifetime, the universe gave him like a reward for carrying out his duties. So the point I'm trying to get to is in this spiritual life, I've sort of learned to see the spiritual significance behind people who do even negative things to us, mainly because they might have been here to teach us a lesson that we need to learn on our journey ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and usually you don't see it at the time. Yeah. You don't but, see it at the time. Yeah. But looking back, you can mm-hmm. reflect on it and see the lesson in it. Right. Right. Exactly. That, that was a point that I was trying to make. Um, yeah. So thanks a lot for clarifying that with us. Um, talk to us. Talk to us about the energetic lines of light. Cause you write about that also, right? What exactly are these energetic lines of light? Um, in our bodies, you mean the energetic yeah. lines of light? Yeah. So, um, well, I work a lot, as you probably know, with the chakras. So the yeah. energetic lines of light that I see and I perceive are between the chakras, right? Mm-hmm. But you also literally uh, have them all over your body. Yeah. You know, we're kind of like these electrical circuits. So if you were able to perceive them visually, you would see them as lines of light, you know, but if you talk to someone who does acupuncture and I'm not that familiar with acupuncture other than having it done to me, um, but that would make sense because they work with channels of energy, right? So if these channels of energy could be the lines of light as well, I think it just depends on your perception. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. We are light. So yeah. Various lines of light going throughout our body, depending on what tradition we ascribe to or what 
a- angle or aspect of our body we're looking at, whether it's the chakras or just our aura or our meridians that we have across our exactly. body. Got it, got it. Uh, and, and there was this other question that I wanted to ask you. And sure. by the way, uh, well, listeners, if you have any questions, any thoughts, any observations, because we have quite a few listeners today, but if you have any thoughts, make sure that you add them in the comments below so that I can notice them and get them featured um, uh, on, on this uh, session. But uh, so tell us, what are your thoughts on divine purpose? Is each of us here for a specific purpose? Uh, to do a certain work, to execute on a project or create something that we've uh, deeply desired. And where does all of this, if if there is this divine purpose, where does it fit with free will? Where does free will come into the, come into the picture, according to you? Well, I go I go different ways on this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some days I'd like to think that yes, we're all here, we have a divine purpose and stuff. Right. Um, so many of us strive our whole lives to find it right mm-hmm. and we can't find it yeah um but then on the other hand um is our divine purpose to be here and to be happy mm-hmm. right and strive for happiness and when we're happy and aligned we're yeah. living out our divine purpose mm-hmm. so i don't i can't really say i'm a strong believer but i'm also not a disbeliever if that makes sense mm. yeah Um, You know, I think um, we all have natural gifts and inclinations, and the more that we honor that and follow that, we're probably living out our purpose. Yeah. Um, And that's, yeah, that's about as close as I I can come to determining it. I mean. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great thought to have. It's definitely a a hard question, right? It is, yeah. uh, We might go either ways. Or maybe it's both. Maybe it's just the fact that uh, we're in this life to learn a certain set of lessons. We are presented with opportunities, doorways even, or maybe windows, and we get to decide whether we take it or not. And based on what decision we take, then another whole range of opportunities open up for us. But at any point, we can, through our intention and our thoughts, change the trajectory of our life. Yeah. And the the more we live in tune with who we are, yeah. And, um, you know, the better you're going to feel. So then yeah. are you living out your purpose? I guess, you know, in my mind, yeah, you, you are, you know. Yes, exactly. And that comes to my mind is, you know, a lot of times I think society is, has, has taught us to, you know, plan, plan, plan so that we'll feel good when we're 60. We'll feel good when we're 65, right? So invest so that at some point when you're at that age, You'll feel good, but what about right now? I know, yeah. And, and the funny part is when we feel good right now, even if we don't have the things or those opportunities or those people in our lives that we really want, we stand a better chance vibrationally to automatically, you know, just manifest those things into our life. Right. And why not feel that way now? Exactly. Like, like why hold yourself back from feeling that way now? Yeah. You know, it's, it's almost like you're, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, because also the universe does not know what you say, the universe just knows what you feel. So if you're grateful, exactly. you feel great, you're vibrant, the universe will feel, wow, this person deserves because the person has already decided to feel ecstatic and amazing. Let's give this person more of that in abundance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're and if you're happy and you're vibrant yeah. and you're abundant, yeah, then you have what you want. Yeah. Right. So 
you know, that is, and I, I wrote something about this recently about that yeah. is being successful. That you know, if you're good. happy, if you're living the way you want to live and feeling yeah. how you want to feel, yeah. you're already successful. You don't have to strive for, you know, I mean, you can, yeah, definitely, but yeah. it's living it every day. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So Della, based on what you've shared so far, based on the various topics that we've touched so far and, and, and stories that you've shared, what is that one action step that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today and those who will be listening to this episode in the future? I would like, I would say um, that anybody, it, just try. You mm -hmm. may feel um, hopeless. You may feel like you can't do this stuff. You may feel, you know, you don't know where to start. Right. And it doesn't matter. Take the first step and then take another step and take another step. So don't be afraid of trying. You know, it doesn't matter. Don't be afraid of trying because in the grand scheme of things, it just doesn't matter. You just got to take step by step by step. Action Tribe, if you're enjoying the session so far, then make sure you hit the subscribe button especially if you're on your iPhone, because it'll ensure that you do not miss out on any amazing episodes that we have lined up for you. Because if you don't subscribe, then you will think like we've stopped our podcast, but that's not true. We are always creating new podcast episodes for you. Once again, hit subscribe. Now, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and you have some more information about consciousness and destiny and free will and, and all those juicy topics that we've spoken about today. Remember, you are made of energy. And if you're made of energy, then so are the challenges and the difficulties and the difficult circumstances you might be experiencing right now. Just like you've unconsciously manifested so many amazing things into your life, think about it, you've also manifested your problems. In other words, to change your situation, you'll need to dramatically raise your vibrations. I think that was the theme for today's uh, show, whether it's through meditation or breath work or chakra balancing or journaling or or meditation, or just focusing on your nutrition, or just going for a jog, because every step matters. Because when your state is changed, uh, then you'll find it much more easier to sort of uh, change your perspective. Because just like Albert Einstein once said, no problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it, right? So to change your problem or to change your situation, you got to change exactly. your state of mind. Albert Einstein. So with that being said, we've come yes. to the last phase of our round, which is the wisdom round. Four questions so that our listeners oh. can take notes okay. and take action. So Della, what is that best piece of advice that you have received? Uh, best piece of advice? Uh, I would say that uh, good is good enough. And that comes from someone who likes to be a perfectionist. And that was... Something my parents told me is it's good enough. And it's taken mm -hmm. me a lot of years to realize, you know what? It is good enough. Yeah. Wonderful. And if you could turn back time and you could spend one hour with someone living or dead, who would it be? I would love to spend an hour with Oprah. I would love to be on um, wherever she is in Hawaii, Maui, I believe, and mm -hmm. sit on her lawn and have a cup of tea with her and just have a nice chat. I think that would be that would be awesome. Yeah. Great. She's very inspiring. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She is. What is that one thing you do in the morning or in the evening before you sleep that has really changed your life? Well, I already talked about the journaling, but every night what I do before I go to sleep, and it's, I guess, a little bit similar to what you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. 
Um, except I kind of do a review of my day and I pick out like um, moments that stood out for me. Like maybe it was a family dinner. Maybe it was a moment like that I was, you know, hugging these little kittens or something. So anything that really stood out and I try and refeel it. Mm-hmm. So then when I go to sleep, I have all these like positive experiences in my system again. And like you said, it's planting the seed of what you want more of. So yeah, that's what I do is kind of a day review. I call it my three blessings exercise, but I actually do more than three. Great. And if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Well, right now I'm reading, um, I believe it's called Miracles Happen by uh, Brian Weiss. And it's about uh, past lives. It's his clients actually telling their stories of going into these past life regressions. So that's the one I'm currently reading. I find it fascinating. And uh, if anybody's curious about the whole past life thing, yeah, it's a really good book. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Great. So Action Tribe, would you like to receive this book for free? That's right. Audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to try out listening to a book instead of reading it, right? Uh, I'm not completely sure if this particular book is available on Audible, but it's it's written by an amazing author, so it should be on Audible. Yeah, and he's got other ones. He's got other ones as yeah. well, yeah. So listening is a new way of reading, and the fact that you're listening to this episode proves my point, right? So to claim your free Audible credit and start listening to Miracles Happen, uh, go to my 7 forward slash free book. That's my 7 forward slash free book to start listening to your new book. So Della, thank you so much for joining us today. It was thank really, you. really amazing to connect with you and chat with you. And I just discovered you're in Canada. I, I, I thought you're in US, yes. but the fact that you're in Canada makes this even more special. Uh, before yeah. you go, tell us one thing that you're grateful for. And how can we find you online? I am grateful for, well, my family. I think they're, they're my my rocks, all of them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd have to say my family. Great. And uh, to find me, I'm on, uh, well, Instagram, uh, Facebook, both are Della Reside. My website is DellaReside.com. And I have a new program I'm launching in January called Pure Potential. And you can find it under Courses at DellaReside.com and it's regarding the cellular consciousness and getting people to tap in to what's going on in their own bodies. So yeah, they can check that out. Wonderful. So there you go, Action Tribe, Instagram, Facebook, DellaReside.com. Make sure that you check out her new program, Pure Potential. We'll have all the uh, links up in the show notes so that you can get to know more about Della. And my fr- I have a free ebook on cellular consciousness on my website yeah. too. They can check that out. Sorry, I forgot about that. Of course, check out the ebook as well. We'll have the yeah. link so that you can get to learn oh, more about Della. Uh, action Tribe, before we end, if you enjoyed today's episode and if you consider yourself an Action Tribe member, then you'll definitely love the Action Tribe Energy Circle. And depending on when you're listening to this podcast, we may have already launched our new portal for healing, awakening, and abundance. You'll have access to mentors who will provide you training on a variety of exciting topics, including discovering your purpose, activating your intuition, and learning about yoga philosophy. So if you'd like to be notified, go to my 7 forward slash wait list, my 7 forward slash wait list, because we've got something amazing 
in store for you. If you're on Instagram, take a screenshot of this episode. All right, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram so that I can share your story with our community and tag Della as well. Della reside on Instagram. My handle is at my seven chakras, at my seven chakras. You've got a question, comment, observation, or some experience that you'd like to share with us. Make sure that you write me at aj at my seven chakras.com. That's aj at my seven chakras.com. That's all for my end. Della, do you have anything to add? No, I don't. I just am honored to have been on here and uh, I hope we've provided some great tips for your audience. Oh, absolutely. I think I've learned so much from this particular episode and I'm sure that our listeners have to and will too in the future. Great. Thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about the power of our consciousness yes. and taking us one step closer to that human revolution. Thank you for listening to My 7 Chakras at my7chakras.com That is my S-E-V-E-N chakras.com